0: everybody this is Kimberly and this is Katie and you're listening to a date with Dateline this episode is called the curious case of Benjamin but no Sherry Papini do you know this case
1: I thought I did but it's not the case I thought it was they bring up the case I thought it was later in the episode weirdly
0: yeah I kind of knew this case but I knew that other case much more but they made it seem like you were an idiot if you didn't know this case very well but that's okay. I'm used to that feeling. So this I uh, aired on April twenty second, twenty twenty two, season twenty, episode twenty three, hosted by Keith. Um, there's another Keith in this episode. I will be calling our Keith, Keith Morrison, Keith Morrison. Uh-huh. I will be calling the other Keith, husband Keith, upright
1: Keith, upright Keith,
0: because he doesn't lean like our Keith. Arlene King.
1: Very okay. good. I like
0: it. I hope that clarifies it right off yeah. the bat.
1: Nope, it's perfect.
0: We are uh, in Redding, Northern California. Is that the place where we said, yeah, okay.
1: It probably is. What did I say? That it was?
0: I think you said it was in Central California. and We got a few messages. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so this is the case of Sherry Papini. We're 2016 in Redding, northern slash central california and we are talking about the possible kidnapping of sherry pepini we're unsure at the beginning if it really happened or not there's lots of speculation and so if we are flippant about it that's why but we'll find out the truth by the end kind of we find so, out pretty
1: pretty soon in
0: we find out pretty quickly about a half an hour people think we're making jokes about something really serious
1: but so, no, yeah that's true but i will say that they do kind of show us the scenes that they're showing us we don't know
0: right so in 2016 upright keith panini papini apologies <laughs> Charles on Twitter wrote he kept hearing panini because he was very hungry and he ordered a pizza and I hope that made his hunger go away. But I feel like he just cursed me with that information. Yeah, you've
1: been cursed. Once you do it, you can't stop doing it. I'll help you. I know.
0: Upright Keith Papini called 911. His wife is missing. Her car was in the driveway. He called the daycare and the kids were never picked up. And he finds her phone in the bushes on... Old Oregon Trail, which is where she went jogging and where we all got dysentery. Kids of the 90s might remember. Crossing rivers. 80s, I guess. Livestock is dead. Yeah. Her iPhone had her headphones attached with a clump of blonde hair in them. And the most interesting part, to me at least, was that it was playing Michael Bublé's everything on repeat. It had been their wedding song.
1: You know that song? I don't. I don't either.
0: But I do know singer's unhappy being on Dateline,
1: definitely Michael Bublé.
0: Crooner's unhappy being on Dateline, carbonated water spokespeople unhappy being on Dateline
1: is he the spokesperson for Bubbly? Yes, he is that would make sense. That was smart yeah. of Bubbly actually mm-hmm, clever.
0: Sherry was called supermom she has she looks like a Barbie, she looks like an actual Barbie or skipper or something. So
1: Skipper. She that looks That is like exactly what she looks like. Skipper all grown up. Yeah. She
0: and Keith, upright Keith, grew up together in Reading. In a blog before their wedding, she wrote, it was all, um, I love him more every day. Bleh, Just bleh. People, no one mm-hmm. needs a blog about how much you love your husband.
1: Who's reading that?
0: Yeah, exactly. Stick to the blogs with the copycat Starbucks recipes. That's what the people want. It is.
1: It definitely is.
0: No one needs to read about your marriage.
1: But maybe there are people out there that they want to remember the happiest times in their life so they go through seeking other people who are really happy. But I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: I think misery loves company.
1: I don't feel like that's human nature.
0: You're reading the horror stories of divorce to make yourself feel better. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure. That's why we all watch Real Housewives. Right. Right? Yeah. Done.
0: So we see... These family photos, so many family photos, essentially this family with the two children and Upright Keith and Sherry look like frame models, picture frame models. They could go in any picture frame, upscale frames, not yeah, like really the good point. chintzy ones that you find at Target, like the really good frames.
1: The ones with etching on the edges. Yes. Yeah, filigree.
0: These photos make the story of her disappearance go viral instantly. National news. I wonder why.
1: Uh, we do get that later, so I'm glad that comes up. It does come yes. up. Yes.
0: We're meeting the cops. We're meeting a local reporter. We're also meeting this woman named Elizabeth Parker, who all they say about her is she lived in the area for years. Did she? Is she the one? Did she call Dateline? The mystery of who she was still haunts me. I kept thinking she was going to be involved in some way in the story, like she kidnapped Sherry. I was waiting for a big reveal about Elizabeth.
1: That it was Upright Keith's new wife? Sure. Yeah, sure. Something like that. That could be true as well. I honestly, I think she either was the one to put forward the case to Dateline.
0: No, no one had to put forward this case. It was nationwide news.
1: Okay. Okay. Or uh, she is the friend of someone who is was on the team there in Reading. Maybe. And they needed a local person. And so that's
0: her sole purpose from what we can gather is that she was just a local person. She gave she she gauged the temperature of the town. And I just did that thing where you lick your finger and you hold it up in the wind. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. But that's what she is there to do. But I still have questions. I still think she was deeply involved somehow.
1: Well, she is a very good interview. She's very well spoken. She didn't use um or things like that. So it made me think she was someone. She
0: also gets B roll. Okay, important. so she
1: knows someone.
0: She knows somebody.
1: Somebody knows something and someone.
0: A a GoFundMe account is set up to help Upright Keith and it made 50 grand and people from all over came out to search for her. They put up flyers. We see a search party. I was very excited. I'd also like to remind everyone for the thousandth time that if I go missing, please don't put my weight on the missing persons flyer. You can put size beautiful. Got it. Police go through the contacts on Sherry's phone and they find two people that are listed under women's names that are actually ex-boyfriends. Ooh. Shady Sherry. I don't
1: don't know about that.
0: Also, do they have to go through all of those contacts? Do they have to? I have thousands of contacts on my phone. Do they have to call every single one of them?
1: I think it's people that have been contacted within the last 30 days, which makes it even more interesting. Oh, I don't think they would go through everyone, but I think they would look back at least over the last couple of months and see who you've spoken to. Who have you texted with? You know, who, have, who are you currently in contact with?
0: Interesting.
1: And maybe she also doesn't have hundreds of contacts in her phone. Maybe she has 30.
0: Yeah. I don't know how but that happens. If
1: you delete contacts when you're not in touch with that person yeah. anymore. You I don't know, do that.
0: I, I don't know yeah. who most of these people are on my phone. There's also all those random old celebrity photo like contacts because my work computer somehow synced with my phone. So I have 10 phone numbers for Julia Roberts. They're all old. They don't work. But why are they in my phone?
1: Your phone has now become a very hot commodity on the I know. market. So I don't <laughs> know if we should release that in the podcast, actually. It's fine. They're all
0: old. They don't work. I promise you. They're from like... 15 years ago. So police talk to Upright Keith. He takes a polygraph. He passes. He has an alibi. They talk to all of her ex-boyfriends. They all had alibis. Remember that for later, because I have a big question about that. Oh, Katie's nodding. Yes, big question. The sheriff's office squashed the rumor that Sherry could have just walked away from her life. She would never do that willingly, which is what we usually do say about moms that go missing. But occasionally, there's a zebra. So you never really know. The family hired a PI. I love PIs. I wish we got more from him. We literally get one sentence. And it was very disappointing. He says he was getting a lot of tips from psychics and people who said they dreamed about Sherry. What I would love to do in these instances when the case has been solved, go back, look at those tips, see if they were right. And then I would hire that psychic. (sighs)
1: good point i like that yeah i like that very much question how old are her children when she goes missing we're not told very much about the children i'm assuming that's on purpose but they look young in the picture quite young I'm like five
0: they were at daycare so oh, yeah so... Young. yeah huh. very young interesting locals were terrified that there's someone dangerous on the loose elizabeth who are you she confirms that everyone was scared There's also this big coincidence lingering in the air. Years before, years before, like 18 years before, another woman had vanished from Reading and she went to the same high school as Sherry at the same time as Sherry. And her name was Tara Smith. Hmm. Uh, This was in the late 90s. And she turned out to be having an inappropriate relationship with a grown up man with a mustache fully grown twenty eight year twenty nine year old man named Troy Zink, who's super creepy, and he was her Taekwondo instructor. She was in high school.
1: I'm sorry, we're gonna have to qualify that mustache. It's not a Tom Selleck mustache, it's a, it's a skinny it's a skinny stash.
0: Yeah, skinny Which I perp feel like stache.
1: is important to there's a difference.
0: Yeah, it's not your classic cop mustache.
1: It's not a cop stash. It's the perp stash.
0: Also I should say Tara seemed amazing. She was really fun, had all these different hobbies and just seemed really, really cool.
1: She seemed like the best kind of girl.
0: Yeah. So Troy tells police that he had dropped her off on the same road that Sherry went missing on so that Tara could go jogging just like Sherry had on old dysentery road. And he no. then, after he dropped her off, went to Hang Glider Hill for five hours to pray. Keith Morrison says, praying for five hours?
1: Which was my reaction. That's extreme. Five hours is not true. That's mm-hmm. just not. Maybe it is, but I, I don't think so.
0: No, that is fake. Or you have a lot to repent for.
1: I think you were hiding a body.
0: Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Police also find a letter that Tara wrote to him saying she wanted to break up with him. And he had a criminal record for rape. But they never found evidence.
1: Stop. I'm sorry. Why is he He... allowed to teach high
0: school girls?
1: Thank you very much. Why is he allowed to teach young girls? Does he own the, the Taekwondo gym?
0: Well, I mean, you can own a business, but it should have to be a certain number of Feet from a school and all
1: sorts of other rules. Well, because he was was arrested for rape, not for, you know, something to do with a child.
0: But if you get put on the list, I think all those rules still
1: apply. Is he on the sex offenders list? This is a sex offense.
0: Yeah, it's a sex offense. It doesn't necessarily have to be with someone of a certain age. So
1: why in the world? Okay. And then it makes me question now. I feel like I need to go through every single instructor that my nieces have and just Mm -hmm. double check because
0: it's not a bad idea.
1: Goodness gracious. All right.
0: They never find out any information, any evidence that can prove that he hurt Tara and they never find her. So he was never arrested. And we are talking to her parents and they're lovely and they're heartbroken. It's very sad. And now 18 years later, Sherry is missing. So police, Look for Troy right away. Does he have an alibi? Yes, he does. So they aren't
1: connected. Something happened there.
0: Yeah. Then 22 days after Sherry went missing, a lady is driving early Thanksgiving morning 150 miles south of Reading by an exit that says YOLO. YOLO. YOLO's a town? I guess. So she sees this woman frantically running between cars on the freeway, and she stops and calls the police. And then we see very, very grainy footage of surveillance footage of, they say Sherry, running, but it looks like a ghost. I, it could be anything, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Sherry has been missing for 22 days. This is the police first day off. It's Thanksgiving, 4 a.m. They get the call from Upright Keith who says Sherry's been found and Sherry is a mess. Her hair has been chopped short. She looked frail and battered. There is a chain around her waist and she's zip tied to it. And she has a bunch of bruises. Some of them are old, some of them are new and she has a brand on her shoulder. So right away I was thinking Keith Raniere.
1: No, me too. That's
0: where my mind immediately went. The local woman, Elizabeth says they all woke up to the news that Sherry had been found. Who are you, Elizabeth? That's what I want to know. The citizens all made signs saying, Welcome home, Sherry. And they were all cheering. It was a Thanksgiving Day miracle. Sherry was traumatized, though. She wouldn't talk to the police without her husband, Upright Keith. She said she was on a jog when an SUV drove up and two Hispanic women with a handgun forced her into the car. She pulled out a piece of her hair to leave a clue. They drove her to a house. They made her change clothes, but they kept her in her underwear. One was very cruel and cut her hair and told Sherry she was going to send it to her mother. Mm -hmm. They let her shower, but they only fed her once a day. She got rice and tortillas, occasionally an apple.
1: It was at this point in the story that I wrote in huge letters. Gone Girl? Right. This story does not ring true as it's being told. Right. Right. The cops are doing their best to tell us Wallace and, not Gromit, Wallace and Jackson, the two detectives, (laughs) do a good job. Yeah. But there is a breakdown at some point with them where you're like, this isn't the real story, is it, Wallace and Jackson? Right. This isn't it.
0: Right. The one thing about the cops, I will say, one said that she was emaciated, which I thought was a nice um, Freudian slip because she was emaciated, but she was also emancipated. Because he said emancipated. She, he said emancipated, but he, she, it kind of is true.
1: I think he killed two birds with one stone.
0: Exactly. Yeah. They um kept her chained in a closet where she had to use a bucket with kitty litter for a toilet. Horrible.
1: Aww.
0: Also, I wish we had that sponsor for kitty
1: litter again. Kitty Poo Club. Yeah, it would fit perfectly in. I episode. still use them. I love them. Love it.
0: Sherry said the reason she was skip, like hesitant to talk to the police is because the kidnappers told her that her buyer was a cop. So something like trafficking was happening, and a cop was buying her. So she thought a law enforcement was involved.
1: A cop is buying a thirty-four-year-old mom?
0: Yeah, I, I don't. No, I, think,
1: I mean she looks like Skipper, but but
0: I do think the um, demographic for. Trafficking, which is horrible, and we're not joking about trafficking. No, the demographic is much younger.
1: It's uh, the early twenties, right, or like late teens. I think Mm -hmm. it's yeah. No, it's horrific. I'll give it a bing. The average age actually is twenty-seven.
0: Interesting.
1: Half of victims are aged between nineteen and thirty-three. But interesting, Interesting. I would not think it would be that. But there we go. I wouldn't either. But
0: she still is outside of the demographic. But like a hair.
1: And just she looks hair. like she's 27. So yeah, that makes true. perfect sense. All right, there we go. She did her research. Okay, go ahead.
0: One day, she's in captivity. She hears the women arguing in Spanish, and she hears a gunshot. And then one of the attackers puts her back in the SUV and dumps her on the side of the freeway. I mean, true or not, what an incredibly stressful experience. And we all know how stress affects your skin, Katie.
1: Oh, Stress is the worst, especially if you already are having troublesome skin. I know that I always seem to get breakouts as the worst possible time, especially when I'm stressed. One was when we interviewed Josh Mankiewicz in person. I was so embarrassed and I remember I kept putting my hand up to cover the one cheek that was having problems. Uh, I was trying to sit in the interview so that it was awkward.
0: He wouldn't have noticed. He's too much of a gentleman.
1: But I was embarrassed. and yes, it Yes, I it, know
0: how that feels. It was yes. really
1: going nuts at the time, and I didn't want my cystic acne to put a blight on our good names. This is why I will forever be grateful to Apostrophe in our interviews since... With Mr. Josh Mankowitz, I don't need to set crazy filters on my camera <laughs> for a Zoom call because mm-hmm. my skin looks okay now, thanks to mm-hmm. Apostrophe. And we've all had these struggles, so why not check them out? Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed oral and topical medications that are clinically proven to help clear up your acne. I am on both an oral and a topical medication, and they have really, truly helped my skin. Apostrophe connects you with a board-certified dermatologist who will create a personalized treatment plan that is perfectly tailored to your unique skin. All you have to do is fill out Apostrophe's online quiz about your skin goals and medical history, then snap a few selfies, and your own dermatologist will create your customized treatment plan. And Apostrophe treats all types of acne. Hormonal acne, facial acne, chest acne, back knee, and butt knee, because they treat breakouts from... Head to tushy. For me, I know that I was really dragging my feet on going through the process of what it would take to actually improve my skin. First there is looking for a dermatologist. I was asking friends and then also trying to navigate through a million online searches. Then going through the actual motions of making the appointment and waiting the six weeks before I could actually get in to see someone. Then sitting in the waiting room and then having to wait in line at the pharmacy. And we're all busy folks with busy lives. So apostrophe is the dream come true. You just get on your phone. Get on your device, get on your computer, bada bing, bada boom. Submitting the visit is so quick. There's no reason to not get started on your good skin journey today. And right now we have a special deal. Save $15 off your first visit with an apostrophe provider at apostrophe.com slash date dateline when you use our code date dateline. And this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash date dateline, click begin visit, and then use our code date dateline at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only five dollars that cannot be beat that's a-p-o-s-t-r-o-p-h-e.com slash date dateline and be sure to use that code date dateline to get your dermatologist crafted treatment plan for five dollars thank you so much apostrophe for making me look better in my interviews with the people i respect the most
0: oh our sponsor BetterHelp also knows that stress's symptoms can be internal, not just on your skin. They can be headaches, check, digestive issues, triple check, doom scrolling, which I did not know what that was, but then found out I'd totally do it, sleeping too little, sleeping too much, maybe faking a kidnapping. We all feel stress every day. Sometimes it can lead to anxiety where you're stressed about what the stress is doing to your body, (laughs) and then it's a never-ending cycle of stress. The best thing I've ever done for my stress is therapy. I'm learning healthy techniques to deal with stress, but it's also a physical reminder to slow down, sit down, breathe, take care of myself. Being selfish is okay. Not like the selfish people on Dateline, but like the selfish people who will say, no, I will not help you plan a kidnapping. I'm going to do yoga and take a bath instead for my own self-care. There we that go. That is okay. Okay. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, and it's much more affordable than in-person therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and A Date with Dateline listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dateline. That's betterhel dot com slash dateline. Because we can all use a little
1: better. Help. Thank you, Better Help. Thank you. So, investigators
0: take Sherry's clothing, send it off for DNA testing. Meanwhile, Tara's parents, Tara Smith, who vanished 18 years before, invite the Papinis over for dinner. That's how kind these people are. Huh. Sherry, they said, was shaking and very traumatized. She needed to use the bathroom. She had upright Keith go with her because she was scared. They said she was a wreck. Hmm. Sherry receives victim's assistance from the state. She signs something that says, I was abducted. I'm telling the truth about everything. The state paid for her therapy for five years. And they paid for blinds for their house to keep prying eyes out. Wow. People like local residents. Elizabeth. Our best friend, who has her own B-roll now, she thought the story sounded a little sus. The being released out of nowhere on the freeway on Thanksgiving of all days, she just felt like it sounded like it was written for TV. The police are also hearing things about Sherry. Apparently, Sherry portrayed herself differently for each person that she knew. She kind of switched up who she was. And she also would tell some tall tales. So they're hearing the small town gossip. There is also some small town um, crimes.
1: Yeah. For lack of a better word. Incidents.
0: Incidents. In the early 2000s, Sherry's family accused her of vandalizing her sister's home and stealing money from her dad. In 2003 drugs sherry's mom said that sherry who was 21 at the time had been harming herself and blaming it on her mother
1: that i don't know what that is the other one sounds like drugs but the second one i don't know (laughs) yeah allegedly
0: an investigator that lived far away but was interested in the case who is one of like five people that we meet that are not directly involved in the case but they are speaking on the case This investigator specifically loved the psychological aspect of this case. So she kind of did a deep dive. She doesn't have a podcast, though. (laughs) We're uh, assuming we didn't hear about a podcast. So
1: we don't get a podcaster, but I do have a theory as to why we're seeing or we're interviewing all of these people that are not directly involved with the case. I think Mm -hmm. it's because of what we find out at the end. Which there are resolutions here that are right. It's still going on. So people won't talk yet. But I'm glad we got the detectives. I was sort of shocked that we even got them.
0: Yeah. So this investigator said that things about the story didn't make sense to her. There was the zip ties were supposedly tied behind her back. But she also talks about chewing on the zip ties. She never really explains how she got her hands behind her to the front. It is possible if you're super
1: flexible. Also, are your teeth filed into points right. like Gollum? How are you doing this? Because you would have to dislocate your shoulders, bring them around, and then you would have to completely. Yeah, sometimes
0: they're made to be unchewable.
1: Because they're not the skinny ones. The ones they're showing us are the big daddy thick ones.
0: Yeah, I don't think I could get through the skinny ones. No, I don't think so either. The investigator also thinks that it's strange that she was allowed to take, a sh- take showers, but she was made to use a bucket to go to the bathroom. Like, mm-hmm. why couldn't they take her to the bathroom? There's a bathroom right there. Very they good They let her point. shower. And yeah. she asked the detectives what the brand on her shoulder said, even though she already seemed to know what it said. Also, it says Exodus, which is about the rescue of my people from slavery. Also, oh boy. Her description of the two captors as two Hispanic women. Yeah, here we go. Okay, let's 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 get into it. Someone on social media discovers an old blog post that is written by someone with Sherry's name.
1: Her maiden name.
0: Her maiden name, written in 2003, the same year she accused her mother of assaulting her. Was it? Yeah, same year. It's called... Keep Walking. It tells the story of a white woman who I imagine is very beautiful. And she is bullied by some Hispanic women because she is white. It says in it, the chief problem was that I was drug free, white and proud of my blood and heritage. I said, what now? To my TV, because I did not remember this part of the story. So the Hispanic girls didn't like her. Shocker. What was, what's there not to like about this white supremacist? Wow. And they bullied her for it. And then it says, being white is more than just being aware of my skin, but of standing behind skinheads and having pride for my country. Oh. So. So
1: how old was she in 2003?
0: 21.
1: Okay, so yeah. she's too old to be a Hitler Youth, technically. <laughs> so what is she now? Just a big old adult? White supremacist. Oh, yeah, sure. Clans, clans lady. Clans um, lady. Yeah. That's shocking, horrifying. I,
0: Sherry oh. denies that she wrote this. And she says someone was posing as her and that she's hired a lawyer to take down these posts. I wish we got more about this. There's probably more information out there. Maybe someone can enlighten me. Did they find that there was a date embedded on when these posts had been written and they weren't like a recent post or where they came from, an IP address, something like that. Because I don't really buy th- what she's selling here. No. But also, if you're going to fake your kidnapping, or you're going to go on 90 Day Fiance, wipe your social media of all offensive things. It's not Seriously. that hard. But that could be a great job. I do think if someone wanted to start a small business and they were tech savvy, if you were about to become a public figure for faking your kidnapping or going on a reality show, you hire them and they go through deep dive on all your social media accounts and they take out anything that's slightly offensive or racist.
1: That would also probably be a really good racist. paying job because those people would have to hold your secrets. and. Can I say that probably a lot of these people do hire companies like that? And if I worked for that company and saw something slightly offensive, it might accidentally get left. <laughs> accidentally yes, I purpose. would totally
0: leave it. You're so
1: right. Especially something with the word skinheads in it and standing yeah. behind them.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, and I'd be like, no, particular. Sherry, it's totally clean. You're great. Also, your blog posts are beautiful. Um, people are really going to love it and see you as a sympathetic victim after. So the detectives need hard evidence that she's faking it or that she was actually kidnapped. They get foreign DNA back from her clothing and her body. It's from two individuals. One is a partial and it's from a woman. There's no match for it. They can't test it. The other was good enough to put in CODIS, but there's no match. And it came from a man, even though she said she was attacked by two women, and it was on her underwear even though she insisted that she was not sexually assaulted. My question was, are they new underwear? Because we had another episode. Are you doing John Bonet? With John (laughs) Bonet. Some new underwear has been found with traces of DNA on it from factory workers
1: and such. Not all roads lead back. Not all Oregon trails lead back to John (laughs) It Can't. Says you. I think they do. Oh,
0: can't. Because I will solve that case.
1: So, you everyone thinks that
0: that they're going to solve it.
1: Yeah, I'm There's sure a, I thought the podcast that's
0: most recent about it. It's called A Normal Family. I think it's very interesting. So the cops are confused. Is it a deep dive? Very deep dive. Each episode is like about a different family member.
1: I have an incredibly long road trip. I'm writing this down. Yeah. I have it in my near future, so here we go.
0: So the cops are confused, but they don't want to accuse her of lying because... A, she could be a victim who's been through something terrible. But more importantly, a few hours away, there is a woman named Denise Huskins, and she was abducted and the police accused her publicly, held a press conference and said that she was lying. And after she was vilified in the press and by the whole community for a long, long time, it was proven that she was not lying. She was really kidnapped, and it was horrible. Yeah. The police, in turn, were vilified for what they did to her. The victim shaming and the fact that they did not believe her. And they did it right away, too. It was like right when she came back, they said, no, she was faking it. It wasn't even like they put a ton of time or research into it.
1: It was a gnarly set of events and I, it was this is the case that i thought we were discussing and then yeah. the minute they brought her up i was like oh yeah that's the woman that i'm thinking yes. of that that happened to that that was so awful. that is a,
0: another dateline and it's called twisted tale if anyone's interested it's very interesting
1: oh is it a dateline i did not hear about it on dateline i yeah. heard a whole other thing about it oh it's, interesting okay. it's a
0: dateline as well it's a little sad
1: and it was a guy that said he was part of a much bigger thing, but he wasn't. It was actually just... Yeah, I remember it. Okay. He
0: felt badly that she was being raked through the coals and said, y- yeah. I did it. I kidnapped her. She's telling the truth.
1: It's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah it's it's very a crazy rude. story. All right.
0: Speaking of twisted tales... Most of our relatives have insane stories that we've never heard. Yeah. I thought I knew my mom better than anyone. I know all of her crazy stories. Like when she was held up in a grocery store robbery when she was 16. And when she was held up in a bank robbery when she was 60. Are both of those stories real? Wow. Joni, thank goodness for (laughs) StoryWorth. It can help me get to the bottom of her web of lies or truths. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved ones a thought-provoking question of your choice from a bunch of questions like, what's some of the best advice your mother gave you? Or if you could do it all over, what would you do differently? Ooh! To get that sort of information from a relative, what would they do differently?
1: It's going to be the best gift you've ever given.
0: After a year, StoryWorth compiles all of these questions and answers, stories that your relative tells, along with photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations. Future generations can wonder if did Joni really let herself into our cousin's house at two in the morning and the homeowner pulled a gun on her because she was in the wrong house? Or was wow. this colorful exaggeration? Unsure.
1: I know that story.
0: Give all the moms in your life a meaningful gift that you'll cherish for years. And that can be your mom, your grandma, your aunt, a family friend that feels like a mom. Mother's Day is for anyone that's motherly in your life. StoryWorth is the best Mother's Day gift. And right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash date dateline. That's S-T-O-R-Y. W-O-R-T-H dot com slash date dateline to save $10 on your first purchase. StoryWorth dot com slash date dateline. Because all of our stories are worth remembering.
1: Oh, girl. Thank you, StoryWorth. Thank you.
0: Katie, story that I want to hear. It's about that great bra that you're wearing.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to talk about it because it is the best thing in the world. Have you ever gone in search of the perfect bra and I'm talking about just walked around a mall going from department store to department store then going to the specific underwear stores just all the stores that have bras in them trying on different styles different padding levels and nothing fits exactly right. Does it seem like every bra that you have at home has just one or two things that just aren't right about it like they have gaps in the cups or unnatural uncomfortable padding that just kind of looks odd in clothing. That's because industry standards were designed for a 36C, which is Mm. shocking. So for those of us with a smaller cup, finding the perfect fit can be a losing battle. That's until now. Ladies, Pepper is here. Pepper is the bra brand for small chested women that finally fits. Pepper bras are designed specifically for A to B cups. Whoop, whoop. Pepper's mission is to inspire women to embrace the flat and flattering with bras that celebrate your body, not with unnatural padding that gives you two extra cup sizes that doesn't quite look or feel right. Mm. Pepper has over 11,000 five-star reviews because women love Pepper. And for many of them, this is the first bra in their life that actually fits. My sister just tried her first Pepper bra and she is absolutely hooked. Get it? as i knew she would be she's been wearing two bras that she actually has pinned in the back because the size down was too tight in the armpit spot so she had that spill out over the top so she's been wearing a size up with it pinned that's not right no and then she washes it with the pin in it it's it's bad that struggle is a thing of the past now she has pepper bras And that's because Pepper bras are made by small-chested women for small-chested women. Pepper is all about body positivity, just like we are at a date with Dateline. Size beautiful. Absolutely. Their products are designed to make you feel empowered and happy being size beautiful. And they want you to love your body just as it is. That's why their all-you bra was 470% funded on Kickstarter when they launched. There was very clearly a hole in the market that needed smaller sized cups filled. And Mm. Pepper is here to give everyone comfortable and stylish bras that are so comfortable, you forget you're wearing it. My sisters in love, you will be too. And right now you can try Pepper risk-free with free U.S. shipping and returns on orders over $99. If you're a proud member of the IBTC. Then go ahead and embrace (laughs) the flat and flattering with bras that celebrate you exactly as you are. Mm -hmm. Get 20% off your first order when you go to wearpepper.com forward slash date. That's w-e-a-r pepper dot com slash date to get 20% off your first order. That's w-e-a-r pepper dot com slash date. Terms apply available wearpepper.com forward slash terms.
0: Pepper is also my favorite orphan in the movie Annie. She's great. She's
1: super spunky. It's a hard knock life. No more when your knockers look good in bras.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Katie needs to be hired for an improv karaoke team if there is such
1: a thing. I need an auto-tune machine with me that I can just put up to my mouth (laughs) when I sing. That'd be great. Sometimes I hear myself sing on this podcast. And I'm ashamed. Thank you all Stop. for putting up with it for so long. And thank they you, Pepper, it. for making amazing bras. Thank for you. For those Pepper. of us that needed it.
0: So it's been almost a year since Sherry was taken. The police released the sketches of the two Latina women, although in the sketch their faces are both covered with a mask. So it's really Yeah. It's that was not helpful. And the DNA findings. They also say publicly they have no reason to doubt Sherry's story because they are really trying not to get sued like that other department. They
1: yeah, where was that Irvine?
0: Somewhere near that.
1: It was somewhere
0: in Southern California. They get a tip about some two suspicious women at a Walmart. They seemed weird to the person reporting them. Um, ma'am, it's Walmart go to peopleofwalmart.com you can be normal outside the second you step into walmart you're instantly weird so
1: yeah i get weird at walmart
0: totally also yeah. you can't see those women's faces so what about these two women did you think was those two women in the sketches
1: were they shoplifting
0: i don't maybe were they
1: liter- did you witness them shoplifting cuz i don't know what would be just weird about two women walking around a walmart
0: if they had their pants down around their ankles they would actually fit in according to people of
1: walmart.com and putting items in the pants around their right. ankles and then pulling them back up right after well, filling them with the barbecue <laughs> equipment then yeah <laughs> i don't know sorry what are they it's not, you go to walmart to buy like tongs and stuff
0: right sure it's
1: yeah. summertime i don't know yeah Coal briquettes <laughs>
0: So the lady who organized a bunch of the searches for Sherry, her name is Trudy. She's awesome. She's like with the Missing Persons Alliance in Northern California. She's tops. Yeah. She has doubts about Sherry's story. But when she kind of reveals them to some of her search party enthusiasts, she is shunned. And it's very much like, how dare you? I got a lot of questions. Number one. How dare you? She is a victim. Don't second guess it. That's it. And Trudy, this she knows this is her job. I'm sure she doesn't do this for most victims. But there's something about Sherry that is making it, it's not ringing true.
1: That's. I feel like Trudy doesn't have a true friend. Trudy, do you want to be our friend? Because we would listen to you. None of your friends even feigned interest. No. Maybe it's a possibility. They shunned you.
0: I want to hear the dark, dirty conspiracy theories. Please tell me. Yeah, me too. So in April of 2018, we see Lester Holt on the news. There we go. Within a dateline, it's Inception. He's talking about how the Golden State Killer was finally found using forensic genealogy and familial DNA. And the detectives working on Sherry's case decide to try it. It takes a couple years, but they eventually get a hit on a family member of the man's DNA found in her underwear. They trace Uh this DNA to a man in Costa Mesa named James Reyes, and he is an amateur hockey goalie. And the cop describes him not lovingly as a burnout.
1: Was that? Yes, it was. (laughs) Yes, it was. Shade. Yeah, they.
0: He says that he was reliving those glory days. I'm not sure what glory days he's talking about. Maybe when James was a high school hockey star. I guess
1: bingo ma'am that's exactly what glory days are
0: so the detectives go to costa mesa they stake out his trash cans and they grab a green tea bottle james likes green tea
1: i know i was sort of like how can james be a burnout i don't drink tea am i (laughs) i'm worse than james they grab a monster energy can or a whatever sour patch energy drink things that i've been (laughs) drinking they can't be good for you Uh, no that's bad
0: so They get a perfect match. His DNA matches the DNA on Sherry's underwear. And there's more. They discover that he and Sherry had known each other since they were teens. And they were actually engaged once. Which brings me to my huge question. Because at the beginning, they said that they asked for alibis and they interviewed all of her exes. Does that mean they interviewed him and he gave them an alibi?
1: So my question is, did they ask her family about all of her exes and that's how they got the names or did they just go out of the phone or what happened here? Because what I'm guessing is she deleted his name from the phone because of something we find out in a minute.
0: Well, Upright Keith and Sherry knew each other also since they were in school, so he would know all of her exes to tell the police.
1: Not if Upright Keith went away to college and then came back. He may not have known about him. If they met up years later, we hardly get any of their timeline. Just that they kissed in second grade or something like that or seventh grade. And then, well, did they date in high school? We don't know. Yeah, you know i not sure.
0: So the detectives and the police go to James's house. He says that in 2015, he came across some of Sherry's things and he mailed the stuff to her parents' house. And that sort of bridged the gap of they started talking to each other. She reached out to him. They started communicating. She told him her marriage was abusive and she needed to get away. So she told him to get a burner phone and then she got one also.
1: Did she suggest a burner phone because he was a burnout?
0: So she wanted him to drive 600 miles to get her in a car that his friend would rent for him. So it would be in the friend's name, which is pretty smart. So he drives 600. Okay. (laughs) On
1: second viewing of this. Yeah. When I heard that statement, I was like, oh, he couldn't rent a car. (laughs) He doesn't have a credit card. He can't rent a car. Which I'm still standing by. I don't think he was smart enough to rent the car with the friend in the friend's name. I don't think that they were smart enough for that.
0: You don't think Sherry was smart enough for that?
1: I think he couldn't rent a car.
0: <laughs> he has an apartment. It looks. So, it looked pretty nice. It Did it, is- it? I only saw the outside.
1: So maybe somebody helped him get the apartment and someone helped him right. get His the His parents kind of Yeah, is what I'm saying.
0: I don't think you make a lot of money being an amateur hockey person in Costa Mesa. So he drove 600 miles to Redding. She texted him where to pick her up. She's waiting there in running clothes. She lays down in the back seat and he drives them all the way back to Costa Mesa. When they get to the house, she asks to be in a specific room. So he has to move out all of the furniture out of the room she wanted. Um, he just drove 1200 miles for you. Come on. You know, I know we're past the times of he bought me dinner so I owe him something. We're way past that, but James goes on to do a lot of things for her. So, he goes to hockey as usual. When he comes home, she had done a deep clean of his house and made it like a nice little home. So, I mm-hmm. guess she did something that was nice. He was ready for the romance to begin, but there was no sex. He was forced to sleep on the couch. Wow. So they don't know how his DNA got into her underwear. But she was sleeping in his bed and she was living there. That's it's possible.
1: That's how she had no clothes. She had those with that one pair of clothes.
0: He's, she would send him out for things. I'm sure she sent him out for clothes. So within a week, she had cut her hair. She put herself on a prison type rations diet so she would lose weight. She banged herself on things to get bruises, and she demanded that he beat her, but he wouldn't. So he would, his compromise was that he would shoot hockey pucks at her, at her legs. Uh, I'm glad he has some sort of standards. She wanted him to hit her in the face with the hockey stick, but he said no. So she instead ran into the hockey stick while he held it. I don't know what she's telling him is the end game here. Like, what is the end goal? for
1: all of this. Well, Gone Girl the book came out in 2012. So maybe that's it. So I'm I'm assuming that is exactly what she's read and what she's doing. Yeah. But that's very Also, that is how my sister and I used to fight. I used to <laughs> hold out my fist and say, "Just walk into it. Just walk into it." And I'd close my eyes and then oh she would God. she would close her eyes. We had two very specific ways of fighting. That wow. is very strange.
0: Uh, Keith Morrison asked the cops have you ever heard of such a thing in your life before and one of the cops says no not even kind of and I thought that was funny
1: read Gone Girl
0: again this is the first time I will talk about Gone Girl I believe anytime you've brought it up on previous episodes I've said no don't ruin it for people they have to read it it's so good but if you haven't read it by now
1: There's a movie, too.
0: You should still really read it. Watch the movie, but read the book. It's really good.
1: But this is what is happening. This is the exact what's happening.
0: So for the branding, she sends James to a Hobby Lobby to get a wood-burning kit, and she would hand him the letters, and he would heat them up, and he stamped them very painfully on her back. It's horrible.
1: Well, this is weird. He said he didn't know what it said
0: maybe he can't read is he illiterate maybe
1: I'm not kidding that's a serious question
0: he's a burnout Katie we don't know what that cop's definition of a burnout is he's
1: a burn in he smoked so much
0: pot that he forgot how to read
1: this is not good
0: anyways after a couple weeks she tells him she missed her kids and she wanted to go home wow after all that was that the end game the plan was always to go back right that's why she had to injure herself so Correct. maybe she didn't tell him exactly what the plan was.
1: You think? No, she didn't tell him. She found somebody who was kind of in love with her and would do anything for her. She didn't tell him anything about the plan. He was probably like, well, I don't know what's going on. OK, keep going. Sorry.
0: So on Thanksgiving Eve, they drive back up 600 miles. She throws away her phone and things like that would incriminate her out the window on the drive up. She binds herself with chains and the things that he bought for her. She jumps out of the car and she was rescued. Rescues is in quotes. This whole episode has been in quotes.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: So he drives home 600 miles. Did she even offer to pay for gas?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of questions. That's a lot of gas. How is he affording
0: that? Then he goes, exhausted I'm sure, to Thanksgiving with his family. And I feel like for a second, he was probably really excited to have an answer when his judgy Aunt Gertrude said, what are you up to, James? Thinking the answer is going to be nothing. And he finally could say something. But then he realized it had to be a secret. And then he was like, hockey. Still playing hockey.
1: Oh, no, I'm sure he's got a lot of irons in the fire. I'm sure if you (laughs) ask James, he's got a Katie amount of projects going.
0: I have this idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For an app James I see you and I raise you three projects because <laughs> I, I understand what it's like
0: Keith Morrison says this contradicts Sherry's story there was no gun no Latino women no torture no kitty litter <laughs> 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 it was so funny the way he said it
1: because it is a shocking detail
0: it really is the cops tried to verify the Odyssey that James described. Yeah. using car rental receipts and a whole all, all of his receipts and everything. They even talked to James's cousin, who says he saw Sherry at James's house. So James did not do that good of a job of hiding Sherry. The bruises on Sherry matched up with James's story, like the fact that some of them were old and some of them were new and he knew exactly where they would be on her body. The FBI are also able to match all of the descriptions that she gave of the house where she was kept to James's house. Everything that she described is exactly where she said it would be in James's house. Hmm. Four years after the disappearance, they bring in Sherry again. They want to give her one last chance to finger James. And instead, she sticks with her story that it was two Latina women. And they're like, we're giving you an out here. We're we're giving you a chance, basically, to say James actually. I was kidnapped, but it was James. It wasn't these women.
1: Do you think that there's any chance that she was hoping to actually point the finger at the two women that she wrote about in the blog?
0: It was so long ago, and so I don't think so.
1: I mean, she has a certain level of
0: yeah. That guess is possible. Do you think
1: she kept tabs on them, found out who they were, and was going to try to pin this on them?
0: Do you think that story
1: was real? And
0: that there were ladies that were bullying her
1: for being so beautiful and blonde? I don't know if bullying is the right word. I think that people say dumb stuff all the time. doesn't matter who or what. But I'm thinking for her to take it... I'm sorry. There's no reason for her to take it to the level that she took it to skinhead city. (laughs) But I'm just saying, if it is a true story, and it was the start of her clan's days, then I would say (laughs) it's possible... That she was trying to somehow get them in trouble, or it was some sort of weird poetic justice in her head, you know? I don't
0: know if it was necessarily about those women, but about that ethnicity of women. Could have
1: been too. I was just wondering if there was any yeah. chance it was a specific thing, yeah. but you're probably right. It was probably just any two would have been fine. Right. Ugh.
0: Uh, so she keeps insisting it's two Latina women. They show her photos of James's apartment and how it matches exactly where she said she was held. She still dismisses it. And investigators tell her lying to a federal agent is a crime. She just sticks with it. No, it's not true. But then her husband leaves the room and she admits, I made a mistake and I talked to other men. I'm horrible. That's not the horrible part, hun. No. Everything else is the horrible part. Yeah. So it's been five and a half years after she disappeared. One day she drives her kids to the music school where they take lessons. She is waiting inside when a woman comes in and tells her there's an, it been an accident involving your car. And Keith says, our Keith says that was what law enforcement called a ruse. <laughs> I think everyone calls it a ruse, Keith. The woman Aww. was an FBI agent. And when she goes outside, they tackle her and arrest her. I don't think they needed to tackle her. She is 105 size beautiful pounds. So
1: unnecessary,
0: maybe. Eh,
1: depends. (laughs) She's scrappy.
0: Maybe she's really scrappy.
1: So did they tackle her? Did they actually tackle her? Or did they just grab her and put her in cuffs so she couldn't run?
0: I don't know. They said tackle.
1: I wonder if that was a mistake to say that. I can't yeah. imagine that they bulldozed her. That right. somebody came up like a football tackle right. and went oh, onto the concrete. <laughs> I just I doubt it, but I I could be wrong.
0: She is charged with lying to a federal officer and 34 counts of mail fraud. It's always the USPS that'll get you because she was using Her false story to get money from the victim's compensation fund. She ended up getting $30,000 and she was using the mail to send in all those forms and all of that. So mail fraud. There we go. And then Keith says, so now a news segment spread at the speed of Twitter. (laughs) I love it. Everyone that helped out, searched for her, gave money to the GoFundMe. Everyone is furious. There are real victims, obviously, and she took funds from them. She took local time away from them and energy away from them, everything. The local woman, Elizabeth, said that people felt used and bamboozled. And at this point, I was realizing Elizabeth was not involved at all. I kept waiting for it. No.
1: No, she's just here to provide insightful commentary.
0: Yeah, just local perspective.
1: I wrote down literally as her descriptor, Elizabeth Parker, brunette local. That's what I (laughs) got.
0: That's all. Because usually when they do vague introductions like that, you find out later there's a big connection. There's like a big twist involving that person.
1: You might think twice next time. Yep. (laughs) Remember Elizabeth Parker. Hashtag remember Elizabeth. Remember (laughs) Remember this day.
0: But I will say in Dateline's defense, because I always speak in Dateline's defense, this case more than most others really did a huge component was the public perception in this small town. So I'm not bad at it. I was it not was mad. important to have a local person. Something. So the family released a statement that said, We love Sherry and are appalled by what she has done. No. They said, we love Sherry, and we are appalled by the way in which law enforcement ambushed her in a dramatic and unnecessary manner in front of her children. I kind of agree with them. I get it. I think it was a little much.
1: I get it. But at the same time, that's how mad they are. So, I mean, I I see why, but I also see why uh, maybe. Yeah. Rethink that.
0: Yeah. There's other things you could be mad at. Her family should not be so mad at the police. They should be mad at her for what she did.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah. It wasn't really necessary to do that in front of her kids and scar her kids. I I do not appreciate that. I wish there was a time they could have gotten her without her children. Right. Or even at home where the husband could have ushered the children upstairs. Right. Something where someone could have taken the children out. Yeah.
0: I don't think it had to be a big sting operation with like dozens of officers. So a defense attorney who is not her defense attorney is she's just a random defense attorney who is on Dateline to stick up for her. She thinks they should have just allowed her to surrender because she had shown up to every interview that they had requested of her. So they could have just said, can you please come in and arrested her there. Great point. Then this defense attorney says, I mean, she's not a flight risk. And I said, "Um, she is literally a flight risk. She literally flew. So what are you talking about?
1: Oh, she flew the coop. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, and also, we know that she kind of would go to any length. Right. To get her story. Not a lot of people are going to Hobby Lobby for the branding tool, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Five days after she's arrested, she was released on bail, and there are swarms of reporters chasing her. It's madness. The judge orders her to receive psychiatric treatment. 100%, this should be done from the beginning. So James it was is not- Kimberly. Sorry? She was what in therapy was the, for
1: five years. Sh- that
0: the state and taxpayers were paying for. You're right. Uh-huh. James wasn't charged because he was just doing what a friend asked. She asked to be branded. It's two consenting adults playing their branding games. And they say he's under no obligation to come forward about what he knows. Isn't he though? I mean, not really. The police just hope that a good Samaritan will come forward if they know things about a crime. They don't have to.
1: But if you know a murder is going to happen, can't you be charged if you don't come forward?
0: Uh, I don't believe so. They can put that pressure on you to try to get you to flip by threatening that you're going to get in trouble. But I don't know if you can actually get in trouble.
1: So you think he just did all that stuff and never asked her, why are we doing this? Why am I Um, shooting hockey pucks at your legs?
0: I don't know if it matters because... What do you think, though? I'm curious. I think he was a accomplice in a crime.
1: Yeah, maybe so.
0: Apparently, they. I don't know the law to the extent of which these people do. So hopefully someone will enlighten me.
1: Law call us.
0: What about her husband, Upright Keith? He took 30 grand from the GoFundMe account and put it in his personal bank account and used the money for things like things for the house, paying off credit card bills, personal things, but he's not charged with anything. And the main reason he's not charged with anything is because they believe he really did not know because when they're in the police interrogation and they're showing Sherry, the photos of James's apartment, upright Keith is in the room and his reaction when he sees the photos and how they matched what Sherry had said the house looked like where she was held. His reaction was as Keith would say, odd he starts jumping up and down doing jumping jacks very excited he thinks they've found the house that will prove her story and he's like yes they'll believe her now but then they start going see how this matches the thing you talked about here and this matches the thing you talked about here he leaves the room because they think he started to realize finally after five and a half years that he had been lied to
1: I don't think he was like, they'll finally believe her. I think he was excited because he thought they were going to catch the person. Catch the person. I think at this point, he still thought they believed her. And then when they started going in on her, that's when he left and was like, oh, this is turning. Mm -hmm. This is bad. Felt really bad for Upright Keith. Also, I'm not really mad at the credit card payoff because who knows how much money he put on his card during this time when they're looking for her. Right. I am sure it was unbelievably expensive. So he
0: probably couldn't work has to take care of the kids. Yeah. Right. You have I no don't know idea exactly what kind of if that GoFundMe indicated exactly what that money was supposed to go for.
1: But I'm sure it went to paying some of the incredible debt that he incurred during yeah. the time that she was missing.
0: I don't think this is like the husband of Debbie Hawk and he's buying cars when he's supposed to spending that money on the kids. Yeah. They both declined to be on dateline. So did James. There's no evidence that upright Keith ever hurt Sherry. They believe that that was a lie that she told to James. The cops are furious. The one defense attorney who is not hers thinks that it is a symptom of a mental disorder, a factitious disorder, which I've never heard of. Keith kind of smiles. I don't think he's heard of it either. And then he does a little was that shade because he says now she's not a doctor and there is no evidence that sherry's been diagnosed with this disorder but i do think there is something wrong and what she did is not indicative of a healthy person and there's some thing she needs
1: no there's some sort of narcissistic personality disorder or something i mean there's a few probably some, a few diagnoses that probably they could several give her.
0: yeah but it's funny that this lady is diagnosing her when she's never even met sherry
1: I'm surprised they left it in, to be honest. I know.
0: She's a defense attorney. She's not a psychiatrist.
1: I wonder if they wanted us to look it up. Maybe. Mm, So
0: the investigation cost $150,000 for local law enforcement. But it was also with the FBI and all this other stuff. The defense attorney says there's nothing that she did wrong by disappearing because people disappear all the time when they want to. And if police want to spend resources looking for her, that's on them. What?
1: That's a, that's a weak argument.
0: When she came back, she pretended like a crime had happened.
1: Right. So it just totally negates everything you just said. You're right. People do disappear all the time and police spend resources and whatever. And I don't know what the percentage is of people that just disappear because they want to disappear. But I'm guessing more than the people that want to disappear disappear. People that don't want to disappear disappear and so they have to give equal weight to both right mm-hmm. so but I- they
0: usually don't usually they say people disappear all the time they just wanted to get away just give it a few days it's fine and they don't usually follow through unless it's a minor even when it's a minor they say oh they probably just ran away to call us in a few days
1: true so i would just it's a very strange argument to make it
0: is that it's a, she's there's nothing technically wrong that she did by disappearing
1: This is a suspicious circumstance. She disappeared with two young children at home. Yeah. On a road where her hair was pulled out in a chunk wrapped around her phone.
0: Exactly. She framed it like a crime had happened. A
1: crime had for sure happened. And then when she appeared,
0: she had chains around her.
1: And bruises and her hair had been chopped. Yeah, come on. With a story.
0: Right, with a story. So the defense attorney does point out that when a white female disappears, it's a way bigger deal than when a woman of color disappears, which is 100% true. They go to the cops and the cop says he doesn't think that's accurate. He thinks that they work each case the same, no matter who the person is that disappears. That might be true for him. But overall, that is not the case in America. I think many studies have proven that.
1: The better case she could have made here was not about actually the police, but about the media. Yeah. What the media picks up on, too, because that's what really got the ball rolling on this case was Skipper went missing. Uh And so it became a nationwide missing persons. Yep. And so it's Gabby Petito, right? Sherry
0: Petito is Gabby Petito. Right.
1: Which, oh my. Right? That's too close for comfort.
0: I know. So Sherry's therapist, who's the one that we were all paying for. Well, I was in California. Sherry's therapist diagnosed her with PTSD and says that she's super traumatized from what happened to her. So the therapist believes her,
1: I guess. I mean, isn't it the therapist's job?
0: Yeah, but this therapist saw her for five and a half years and never thought she was making it up. I have questions. I have questions
1: about that, too, actually. Yep.
0: So she did pay for the therapy with the money from the state, from taxpayers. However, as Keith and the defense attorney discuss, fraud implies she knew she was lying. So I think Keith wants the defense attorney who doesn't know Sherry to say she might believe her own story. So Ah. she doesn't think she's lying. But the defense attorney says that maybe she was doing it all for attention. She wasn't thinking about the trouble it went to her family and society. It was all about the attention that she needed and that she was thinking about herself, which is not really quite the same as actually believing the lie that you were telling.
1: Not at all. Do you think that's why she did it? For attention? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's part of it. Okay. I think she was bored with her life and did something very rash. But I do think there's something psychologically wrong with her.
1: It seems very specific against Upright Keith, I have to say. This seems like something to really get at him, but still not make herself. Like, it was very pointed that she had not been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. That was very important. That was an odd fact.
0: I think that is somehow about her image. I think it is, too. Mean about her image if she were sexually assaulted, even though it means nothing it means about the absolutely victims themselves. Nothing. It if means something nothing. To them. But
1: it's her perception. Her that, perception. Yeah, because she's extremely short-sighted and yeah. racist. But um, allegedly <laughs> yeah, based yeah. on that yeah blog. So <laughs> I don't know. It seems pointed at him for some reason, and they don't give us many details on their marriage. It seems like he's not paying her the attention she wants, so it's she's possible. going to make him pay attention. Because then all of a sudden he does everything for her. He's coming with her to the bathroom. Think about it.
0: Yeah. But she's getting attention from a lot of people. I don't know. I think there's... You think
1: it's general? Okay.
0: I don't know. I just think there's a whole thing in American society of always wanting more and the grass is always greener. And she posted a ton of pictures on Instagram of her picture-perfect family and posted these blogs about her picture-perfect life, but it wasn't all as it seemed or it was boring, it didn't give her any inner satisfaction, inner happiness, because you have to be happy in yourself. So I think something was rebelling or causing her to do this. I don't know exactly the answer.
1: Yeah, I don't either. i was just why. wondering what you thought.
0: But I do think attention is part of it. It is. Um,
1: I think I just was wondering if you thought it was meant to be bigger or meant to be specific. Right. And I don't, I'm not sure. I'm mm. I'll be curious um, what people think.
0: Yeah. Was she a sick woman or a criminal is what Keith Morrison is asking. I think it's both. It's both. She takes a plea agreement. She issued a formal statement apologizing, saying she's deeply ashamed of herself for her behavior and the pain she's caused. Local lady Elizabeth says, you want her to be held accountable. We also feel for her children. Sherry pled guilty to reduce charges and agreed to pay at least $300,000 in restitution and fines on top of that. So hundreds of thousands of dollars, as well as prison time. Her sentence will be in July. When the judge asked how she felt, she said, very sad. But the sheriff doesn't buy it. And um, I don't think the cops buy it either. Two days after she pled guilty, Upright Keith filed for an upright divorce. He had stayed with her for five and a half years, though. But once she said she was guilty, he left. And he's given temporary emergency complete custody for or the kids. And so the kids won't get to see her unless he says so. Yeah. He and Keith says we never may find out the why. So let us know what you think the why is. Let's all psychoanalyze a woman on TV that we've never met.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to do.
0: We, and we're not doctors. <laughs> Some of us might be doctors, if you are a doctor.
1: If you are a doctor, what are you seeing here? Have you seen this before?
0: Yeah. B-roll Bonanza? Yeah. So many shots of the phone with the headphones. Also, they're coiled, which uh, someone else on, I can't remember if it was on a Dateline Twitter thing or something, but they are kind of wrapped up nice and neat. They're not
1: askew. They definitely are. So why is that?
0: because she faked it they're placed on the ground the phone is not cracked or anything
1: sorry was that the real i don't think that's the real image i think this is recreated footage is what i'm saying
0: no i've heard um people on tv that were there investigators saying that was weird to them that the phone wasn't cracked that it was coiled like that
1: that would have been the first red flag right yeah that's huge um did you notice at the very 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 beginning i'm sure you did they show the cops in a wide shot. They show the detectives, Wallace and Jackson, in a wide shot, in a room, in the room they're being interviewed in. Did you see it? I don't know. It's filled with stuff all around them. It's like they're in a storage room or a garage. I don't know where they are. I swear I saw a bicycle wheel. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It.
0: At one point, I saw them in a room with a bunch of files. It's, it's
1: a tiny room oh. filled with stuff around them. It's just a closer shot and there's well, nothing no, no. behind them. But on the sides of them, where are they? I do
0: have no idea.
1: Yeah, I was really curious. We
0: also see them driving. Yeah. And doing cop things. There's a photo of James where he's posing with a can of bud.
1: There is? Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed that one. They have the Smiths looking through really nice photo albums.
0: Beautiful photo albums. Yeah. Their ac- reactions were so honest. They said they kind of felt mad when Sherry was found because they didn't get a happy ending. You know they were happy for her, but at the same time they were sad for themselves, and I thought that was very honest.
1: It was really, really honest.
0: And search party, lots of search party. They had candy. Candy?
1: Yeah, they had the bag of the mixed ones with like the Hershey's and the Kit Kat. They had the oh, they had a bag of it.
0: Assorted, assorted mix. Yeah, miniatures? assorted mix.
1: Mm. Halloween mix. Um, why is Allison, the woman that found her on the side of the road, why is she being interviewed in her car? <laughs> because she was driving when she found her. But, but she's being interviewed sitting, her car's not on and she's, we've, I've never seen it before on Dateline and she's sitting like she's about to leave.
0: I like it. She got B-roll of her driving too. So they at some point mounted a camera and then- But we've
1: never seen that before, but right? I mean, I've never seen that. Maybe it's
0: because of COVID. I don't know. I like it. It's
1: really sets the scene. It did, but it is like they caught her off guard. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, we're from Dateline. You know they don't do that, so I don't know. It was very funny. Uh, Fashion police? I don't have any. What do you have? Sherry has really good bangs. Yeah. The kind of bangs, if you've got bangs, those are the ones you want. Yeah. They never looked piecey. Yeah. They hung together or swooped a little. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know what happens with bangs.
0: You know what happens with bangs when you're being kidnapped for
1: two weeks. No. I mean, you know what bangs hide. secrets (laughs) that's right yeah all right do you have anything else
0: weasel creature won bingo congratulations hey woohoo let us know if you win and we will read your name on the show yeah
1: (laughs) okay i'm ready for titles
0: okay mine are not that good
1: i'm sure we got one that's the same
0: okay fake a kidnapping yolo perfect who is elizabeth
1: my new best friend (laughs) <laughs> I liked her.
0: The only title I have that I think is an okay title is
1: What the Puck? Oh, that's good. I couldn't get anywhere with Puck. I thought you for sure would get Peppini pressed. <laughs> you didn't?
0: No. I no. thought
1: for sure you would.
0: No, I'm not that clever.
1: Uh, bangs to rights. <laughs> not so gone, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Delusion and dysentery on the old Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then my number one possibly so far this year brand unhappy being on dateline <laughs> i'm very proud of that very one.
0: very good thank you good job
1: i want to go look at oregon trail again i want to look I, at that i game.
0: honestly never played it but i just know people of our Generation speak about dysentery all the time
1: would it be fun for you and i to play oregon trail now
0: yeah and see
1: what we would die
0: yeah we would die right away the horses also i think it's like playing pong now which is like the most boring game that was ever invented no
1: but you have to make decisions kimberly it's like choose your own adventure and then everything dies
0: i do like making decisions
1: and dysentery is one of the deaths but I think yeah, there's I... multiple. I think you can freeze to death. I mean, there's a bunch of things that can happen. <laughs> the Oregon
0: Trail is rough.
1: <laughs> I know it's really There are hard. Latina women everywhere. They're out to get you. Oh my gosh, what's wrong? That was so bad. Uh. But it was also just weird enough to be true that it was like, mm-hmm. wait, two? What? What are you talking about? I don't know. About? If I'm
0: hearing two Latina women with a handgun, I'm thinking, no, nope,
1: that's fake. No, it was weird that it was women. I was shocked. I was yeah. like, wait, what? And yeah. it's not that women can't do anything, but I I wouldn't think they would kidnap for the for the buyers who are cops. I don't think <laughs> that's Weird. happening, and I think that their modus operandi would be different. I think what they would not be like get into the car i have a gun i think they would be befriending and then and then get you in the car another way because that's what people that traffic that's do the
0: traffickers do you're exactly per- right. so
1: this is a weird at least
0: if law and order is telling us the truth
1: no there's been a bunch of cases where that's actually happened where people yeah. who have escaped it noticed that they were being approached by this woman then a man will come up but then the woman was there i mean it's mm-hmm. a- that's strange i don't know did you have any tweets i
0: do vain f- F. L. says petition to make YOLO. You only lie often. There we go. That's accurate if it's Sherry. Uh, That's life. Says James is all whatever you want, bae. <laughs> it's like she gave him a honey do list, and he's like, "Sure, branding. Sure, hockey, hockey puck. No problem. You want me to clean? Oh, we'll drive house?
1: you back. Drive you back up now? Okay, sure. Um, go back to the abuser. Yeah, let's do that. No what in problem. the world, James? We need to talk. I have questions. We, for I you, have. Sir.
0: I think he has a lot of concussions from hockey. Jeff Modzalewski said, I'm not driving 600 miles. You want me to fake kidnap you? It better well be local. (laughs) Rex, the TV terrier we love, said, if I saw an exit on the highway that said YOLO, I'd have to take it. You only live once.
1: You got to. You got to get up there. It's there.
0: Brad Milner says, husband and wife look alike. Nothing creepy about that. They did kind oh, of. Oh,
1: yeah, they did kind of.
0: Uh, Brad also said 49000 for a disappearance GoFundMe. People get four times that for stubbing their toe on a bedpost. I was surprised that, she did, that they only got that much. I feel like with the attention the case got and how beautiful and white she was, they would have gotten more.
1: I am actually kind of surprised, too.
0: Paula said she got kidnapped while listening to Michael Buble. That's totally the opposite of the mood he's going for. <laughs> I need Charles to hear that said, song I don't I, know that song Charles said I keep thinking I'm hearing panini but I did a good job on that
1: you did feel great like. well done
0: Dateline producer said a blog post signed by Sherry was seven paragraphs long and it also included lines like this one I used to come home in tears because I was getting suspended from school all the time for defending myself against the Latinos against oh
1: my the Latinos. God. Sweet baby yeah.
0: Jesus. Charles said, so Sherry Panini pulled a Quinn gray? Quinn! Now, um, these future references to Quinn, Quinn will be for our Patreon listeners. Worth joining our Patreon. Episode is called Ransom. It's amazing. It's probably one of our favorites. He said, how'd she do it? What, were there chicken drumettes? Because that was a very interesting part of the episode, Ransom the chicken drumettes. Yeah. Your a lamb said if you're going to stage your own fake kidnapping, how long would you disappear for? 2 days, 2 weeks, 2 years. <laughs> do you want to guess what the biggest the one that got the most votes was? 2 years. Yes. Yeah. People cannot wait to get away.
1: People need to do over. Yeah. It happens to all of us at one or 10 points in our lives. Absolutely. Just
0: pat start says over. I want to be a baby. <laughs> Pat says the great Keith Morrison has given us a new measure of time, the speed of Twitter.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: She was missing for five speeds of Twitter, Your Honor. And Shauna's musing said, Quinn, Quinn walked so Sherry could run. Away, oh, snap. Away, literally. Yeah. Quinn walked so Sherry could run away.
1: How about so Sherry can jog on? You ever heard that expression? No. It's like a British, very angry way to say, go away. Jog on. Jog on. But you're mad.
0: Mm, So it's not like, pop off. No, it's nasty. It's it's nasty. Okay. Jog Mm -hmm. on.
1: You do it when you're doing the bad gesture. Jog on. That's more like what Sherry needs to do, and get some help. That's why I laughed when her thing was keep walking. I was like, jog on, Sherry. (laughs) That's what the name of your stupid essay should be. That's the dumbest. It bugs me, too, because it sounds all noble. Keep walking. I know. It's like the carousel when you walk through a storm. That's what it sounds like. She thinks she's all noble. Sounds like
0: 90 Day Fiance with Mike and the train went off the rails and we just kept dancing. That was Ben. Ben, yeah.
1: I can't stand that.
0: (laughs) Uh, Thank you, everybody, for being here, for not faking your own kidnapping, for not being racist. Um, Please, please take care of yourselves. Be your own.
1: Be your own Oregon Trail.
0: (laughs) Survive the Oregon Trail.
1: Survive your own Oregon Trail, which is a good euphemism for life. We're all just trying to not get dysentery and get our cattle to the gold rush or wherever they're trying to go. Sorry, they're going to Oregon. Is that where the gold is? Are they going for gold? Go for the gold. (laughs) (laughs) That's all we got. Thank you, everybody.
0: (gasps) Bye, everybody. I don't think they were going for gold. I think they were just settlers.
1: Oh, yeah. Pioneers. (laughs) For gold.